Fantastic in 3D. It's been a while. Yeah. Everybody, let's and go home. Entertainment industry podcast comprised of just three of us tonight. I know. Sad. I'm Soldiers. Jack Eckler. I'm Josh Sprott. I'm Sean Kearney. Kind of went in the opposite order there. I'm sorry. I know. It's I, all right. I jumped the gun. It's all right. I'm a little pre. Let's mix it up. We went. This is kind of oh. mixing it up with the group we have yeah, tonight. This right? is the, the, this is the uh, this, this is, is no the rat, rat pack of no the, nonsense of, of, yeah. of the podcast, and mm-hmm. we have not done this for a while. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. Yeah, what have you been up to, Kearney? <sighs> I went to GDC. How was oh, that? That's fun. right. Yeah, we, that I was one of the ones we missed. We didn't talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, GDC was a lot of fun. I'd never been before. And uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a game developers conference, or it's not a. It is the game developers <laughs> conference. <laughs> it is that? Yes. <laughs> um, it's kind of like E3 or um, one of those sort of conventions but it's a lot less about like checking out products on the show floor and a lot more about listening to talks from game designers is there a convention floor there is and it was interesting it wasn't a lot of new games it was a lot more around technology and vendors so it was a lot of people like um it was funny i'd walk by and i'd see we use unity at work and we use a lot of plugins and stuff and so on my menu bar every time you install a plugin like for example we'll use fabric for audio and I'll see on the menu bar, it'll say Fabric. And I don't go to it because I don't mess with the audio in our games. Um, and so as I'd be walking by, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Prime 31. We have that. I see that in my menu bar. I see that in my menu bar. So a lot so more basically like Unity like and then all the plugins like take up Pretty a whole much. aisle. It, I mean, take up like half the show floor, much oh, less wow. a whole aisle. Wow. But um, it was still interesting. I played a couple games. I finally got to check out um, Oculus, which I know we'll talk about in a second. Um but other than that, it was mostly just going to talk after talk, um, which was fun. And then every night, though, there were just parties nonstop. And so you ended up drinking a lot and then waking up and going to these talks all day. And then I went with Jay Paco and um, uh, the lead artist on our team, Vincent Perea. And so the three of us were like going out every night, waking up every morning, going to talks, going out. And by – they had been there since – they had been there from Sunday to Sunday – is it a full week? It was. It's a full week, but really it takes place. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So okay. I came in Tuesday morning, and by Thursday, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and Jay had been there Sunday, and then I left Saturday. He left Sunday. Was so he making it like week. a mini vacation? Like, just like... Sort of. There's there stuff to Monday, do. Monday, Tuesday, there's um like... Uh, what do they call them? They're like... Um, big long like all day sort of sessions and you could actually he realized you could pop into different events for different sessions but there was like a whole track of hey we're gonna do a boot camp for programmers for designers for artists and he was popping into different things here and there but then the convention starts in earnest on wednesday Mm -hmm. and so i um came just for the convention he had done the convention last year and then paid a little bit extra money this year and said hey i want to check out these you know these two days um, 
But it was fun. It was just like it's just exhausting, especially when you're traveling. Is it like there. a? Uh, is it pretty big as far as it being like a job fair? Like I mean, is that? Is yeah, it like there, its main focus. There's almost? a big chunk of that. There's actually a whole um, section of like a show floor that is the career center where basically big studios have booths set up where they're just they've got tables and you're up there hawking your resume, hawking your portfolio, shit like that. And actually, pretty funny story. So. I went to a talk by Nintendo um, the first day, and as I was walking out of the talk, I saw the um, head of our studio, and so I started talking to him, and we, he had been at the talk, and we talked for a second, we're walking as we're talking, and then um, he's like, oh, I'm going to take off to some other talk, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go check out the show floor, because I had like an hour to spare before a different talk, and I pointed over to what I thought was the show floor, um, but actually was the career center. Because they had put them, like, basically there was a show floor in one hall, and that was the show floor. And then there was another floor in another hall, sure. which was the career fair. Kind of how, like, E3 is where it's yeah. broke up. there's, like, different, you know, halls. And I thought I was in a different hall, thought I was walking to that. So I instantly just looked at him and said, yeah, I'm going to go over there, and then walked right into the career center. <laughs> kind of, like, took a beat, looked around, I was like, why are there tables everywhere? Why am I hitting the mic? I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> Um, There's a lot of excitement in the yeah. career fair. But I was like, why are there no games? Like, I just want to check out some new games. And then realized where I was and realized who I had just talked to and was like, whoops. <laughs> so, but I actually did you do a about, Did you do a walk around and just see what studios were there? I walked around. It's tough. It was more, it was a lot of console studios. It seemed like oh, it was that's what more I mean. console yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. So it was, you know, Activision had a really big booth and um, Blizzard had a very big booth. Riot, who does um, League, League of Legends. Legends, yeah. They had a really big booth. We ended up going um, to a party of theirs, which was pretty awesome. Isn't, didn't Jay know somebody with them? Yeah, Jay right. and Vincent both know a guy. Um, Paul, who's an awesome guy who I had met um, but didn't know too well. And then um, he got us into this party. And what we did was they had people training you in how to play League of Legends. He's like, have you guys ever played? Dude, I seriously have been wondering lately how to play that game. And it's it's pretty fun. And like a pro sat down next to me and like helped me figure out how to play. And so is I think it, I'm going to pick it up. The, ga- the game, game itself is free, right? Yes. It's free. And it's funny, like uh, I went to a Korean barbecue maybe a couple weeks ago. Oh, it is a big Asian. <clears throat> for, it is a big Asian. For my buddy's, yeah, huge. buddy's birthday. He, he's not Asian. But we were in K-Town uh, at Korean barbecue. And, uh, but we were with one of the people that we were with is uh, a buddy of mine, Sandeep, who is one of the guys on the show, like the show The Guild. Have you ever seen that? Sure, sure. <clears throat> yeah, he's one of the characters on there. And the, the table next to us was kind of a bunch of nerdy looking guys. And they were all kind of like, you know, staring over and stuff. And Sandeep goes over there and go, they had a big beer tower. And he goes, hey, do you mind if I, you know, we're out of beer. Can I have some of your beer tower? And they were like, yeah, 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 like, go ahead. And my wife, Christine, was uh, standing there with them, and she's like, oh, did you know that this is the guy from the guild? And they're like, we knew it! We knew it was you! Here, have as much Shit beer. only celebrities can, get, can do. Yeah. Here, can we get pictures? Can we get this? And, and Christine so started funny. talking to him, and she, they're like, we work uh, for this company, and she's like, I don't, I'm not sure what the company is. They're like, we do this game called League of Legends. And she's just like, oh, I think I've heard about that. They're like, here. And they gave her, like, three different cards for, like, characters that you can be and stuff like that. They're like, here, just input this. And you can play these characters, and they're special. And da-da-da. She's like, okay, thanks. And she that, gave it to me. She goes, are you going to use this? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> Do you have them? Because I want to try, I wanna try I don't this know. game. I'll, I'll have to see I want to try I, this game. It's a I'll cool look. game. And the way it's cool because it's free to play. But what they monetize on is you don't pay to get better in the game. It's not like you buy weapons that make you better. What you buy is characters. 
And so you can play for free like a rotating stable of characters. But if you're playing a character and you like them, you'll go... And you've leveled them up maybe a little bit. But I think it's more just you like their attacks. You like what they can do. Because I, I believe you start the game at level zero every time. Oh, like okay. you have a global Because everybody has like kind of... There's no... I think I was looking at... Because I've looked at like... there's <clears throat> It's huge on the league play. Like yeah, level. Yeah. Like yeah. this is a big like pro circuit. Oh, they had people playing and like, like announcers were but there. But they're all like all kind of on the same... Are you all kind of on the same level? You're yeah. just picking your different characters. Exactly. So it's based on skill, how you play. It's not like, oh, I've leveled up my guy, so I'm going to destroy you. It's like, I'm better at the game, I'm going to destroy you. But what happens is, let's say you're playing with a character, you know next week they're going to rotate that character out. They're oh, gonna so have you a new have to set. buy him. And so then you're like, if you get attached to a character, you're like, I really like this guy, I like his moveset, I like what they do. It's like you buy him, and then... That's what you spend money on, and then you can customize. What are those? Like what are those costs? What's a character? Cost? I don't know. I, I don't haven't know. dived into it too much on my own. I played it there and then downloaded it on my computer. I'm like, all right, I'll start playing this. Like, it's a fun. It's pretty simple to pick up and play. It's a, it's a difficult um, when you're playing with good people. Like, I got my ass handed to me when I played it, but it's easy to to learn. That was to say. I mean, it's just basically like you're casting spells, right? And you're just mm-hmm. clicking around like an RTS yeah. game. I mean, that's that's, that's the gist. Yeah, it's less of an RTS and more of a MMO. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say it's more of like a but it's a, top down an like. action game that's controlled through a m- pointing and clicking. So it's like what you do is you click to guide your person, and then you click on enemies to shoot at them. So it's a little bit like an RTS, but imagine an RTS where you only controlled one unit. Okay. okay. But you were constantly controlling that unit, right? Like, and you play in what teams of four? I mean, is that typically how it's set up? Yeah, it's teams. I think it's. Four, and then there's like you have computer minions that go around with you, and then the whole goal of the game is you're trying to destroy your opponent's crystal and trying to protect your own. And so you can kill opponents, but really you're just trying to get them out of the way so you can destroy the crystal. It's the way that I kind of understood it was it's laser tag rules of like the goal is really not to shoot the other player. The the goal is to destroy their base. Sure, but you have to shoot them to get them mm. to get. And you way. respawn back in, right? So it's very not like if, if you die, yeah. you come back in. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And okay. Boy, did I die. <laughs> so I got my ass handed. So is that the only game they do? I'm just curious now about right, right now. It is. That, yeah. Is that all the and they they built is, up. To, is that I their mean, claim of fame? Like that yeah. is what they've done, right? And it seems like I mean, they, you know, they're at a place kind of like a Blizzard. Um, obviously, Blizzard's ventured out a little bit, but like. They're at this place where, like, they're sustaining an entire studio based on this game's huge. It goes bigger than no, just some super game. super popular, yeah. Right? Yeah, and popular. so... They're in Santa Monica, too, right? Yeah. 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 What's the studio called? Riot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, they're doing so well that I think, you know, there probably is a little bit of, like, hey, we should have another game. But there's another piece that's like, we don't need another fucking game. Well, kind of. I mean, yeah. like, you know, the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I, yeah. Looking at the game, though, you could do kind of what I... You're right. The Blizzard, I, I think, is the great parallel to that. Yeah. If you took that game and you made, what if we did the same kind of premise, but you did it with space? Yeah. And you had like different space rangers and different alien types and whatever else, and you Isn't kept that like the same. Eve, though, kind. Of, I mean, Eve is more of an well, MMO. Eve is like a yeah. flying based right game, yeah. right? I think. But but I mean, you look at Blizzard and you go like they got Warcraft and and then they had Starcraft and Diablo and like that was it for the longest time. That's true. And then it was wow. And now it's Which really, pretty much funds their entire studio. Right? Right. But I mean, I think like now that they have WoW, it's like they have those four. They have Hearthstone, which is the card game. And then I think there's a rumor that they have another MMO that they're spinning up. But like that's it. That's six games. And these guys have been around for, what, 20 years yeah. or whatever? That's ridiculous. Like it's unreal. And it's just like, yeah, because they don't need to. And then Blizzard is the kind of studio that like they don't release shit until it's done. A hundred, You know what I mean? They're well, they not, have the money to sit on yeah, it for a long right? time. Same thing with Valve, right? Like why does Valve... 
they don't need to rush out another. No. Like I'd say Blizzard probably now. I don't know the relationship with Activision, but I, I'd assume that they now have a publisher behind them that they they probably have some kind of timeline they have to stick to. Yeah, where Valve might be one of the few left to. They don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, we've talked in the past, like, even their hiring process. It's kind of like, yeah, he's cool, hire him, and you guys just Whatever. sit in a pod, come yeah. up with yeah. some cool fucking ideas. It doesn't matter. See, my GD- I went to GDC in 2005, I think, so that was, mm. like, what, almost nine years ago? That was a while ago. Ugh. You're an old man. No, I've never been. It just seemed too, but at the too time, formal. I mean, when I went, it, it, was, it was formal-esque <clears throat> at the time I went, but it was, uh, you know, it was all console-based. Mm-hmm. Web design, I mean, web games weren't there. What You had Snake on your phone. <laughs> that was the only game that you had. So it was all it just Xbox, was, and it was just all developers for That's what it was. It was, it was developers. Just straight up that. Yeah, and it I, was, I was animating, so it's like I didn't see a point yeah, to go from was, an artist standpoint. I mean, that's when I lived up there, so I just... That was easy I, yeah, I went there over. for like a day. I popped over for just a couple hours. I got mm-hmm. a t-shirt and I left. It was free, too. I think so. it might be interesting to go now. Like, it the shitty free, part no. is... Well, that's the problem. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Well, one, I try to look into maybe press passes for next year for the show to go, um, yeah. which I'm still going to look in. I, I would go, well, two things. I would go if it was free, um, and then I'd go, I think I could go now just because I'd be interested in some of that stuff, um, and I, I'm a little older now, so I could sit back and maybe enjoy some of that stuff a little bit different, but I, I definitely am with Josh. I think the first year I could have went was 2004, and um it, it just it didn't seem as artist friendly like I was still focused on going to SIGGRAPH which is a computer graphics yeah. convention that was more geared towards I think where I was still going and a lot of people I knew were still doing that in GDC and and it was E3 it was SIGGRAPH and E3 GDC was kind of like if you programmed you go there yeah. if you program which I just read yesterday because I was trying to get some info on PAX and uh, so PAX Prime which is out here in Seattle they do a developer called PAX, uh, maybe it's PAX Developer. It's like the weekend before, a couple days before, that's strictly for devs. For two mm. days, I don't even know if you'd heard this or not, Sean. This is what I've I'm only been, up. I've been to PAX Prime. No press. Yeah. At all. That's cool. Yeah. And it literally is just for developers for two days for games. I thought it was kind of cool. I had never, I just, that's I was the, trying to research. The more. thing that's uh, charming about GEC, or like at least intriguing to me, is that because it's not about press, as much I mean although now I'm sure like, it's the hype's getting bigger each year yeah but like because it's not about that there's a lot less of people trying to like in your face sell you stuff whereas E3 like that's part of the charm of that is that it is like Las Vegas it's big and bright and in your face whereas this is a lot more subtle of like it allows for a lot of those like smaller things to kind of come out and people kind of talk I think the most interesting thing that I saw there was the um, experimental gameplay workshop which is basically <clears throat> basically just a presentation of 10 to 12 weird games that people had sent in and just kind of entered. Um, some of which were kind of a big thing. They showed a couple things. I was actually kind of disappointed about how little they showed from Harmonix, the guys who did Rock Band and mm-hmm. are doing Fantasia. Their next game, which is this music first-person shooter called Chroma, which looked go, super <laughs> weird and nuts. But they showed so little from it that I couldn't, couldn't make up what the game anything. was. Yeah. But there was a bunch of like really small things of like just some dude who's like, I've been working on this game for five years. It's kind of broken. I don't know <laughs> I, he's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to release it. But it was like stupid cool. He's like, I, everything's hand drawn. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, here's the game. And like that to me was the most interesting and sure, inspiring sure, kind of thing because sure. you watch these people. 
you know, I'm sure you guys kind of can do that with animation too. If you maybe fall into this rut of you're working for a big company, you're working on stuff that is like millions upon millions of people see, but every once in a while you're like, you know, it starts to get a little bit monotonous of like you're seeing the same stuff and you, and then somebody is like, hey, look at this like stupid thing some guy in his basement did. And you're like, oh, wow, there's, oh my God, I never thought of this. Or I never thought of something this way. This like opened up my my brain. I think shorts. You know, I think every year the shorts yeah, come right? out like or, or nine when nine got released and and uh, I always forget his name when he put that together and he was building it himself and making that whole short himself before it got funded into a whole feature. To think he was doing that all on his own, dude, while he was working his, at studios. His own though was very like loosely termed. His own was just like he had his friend help him at the very end. Like no, I the, know people who helped him at the end. He did it for three years on his own. Though. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Impre- the thing and that's with impressive. This, there's like that's these impressive. people, and like the games, some of them like looked like shit. Most of them weren't though. There was one um, one game that I know Pekka would be going crazy about if he was here right now. Um, that was part of the Double Fine, the guys who did Psychonauts, mm-hmm. um, Tim Schafer, ex Lucas Arts guys. Um, they do a thing called Amnesia Fortnite, where they spend two weeks making um, just they game jam. They make a bunch of crazy for two, prototypes for two, for two weeks. weeks. And some games that they've released, they released a game called uh, Costume Quest that came out of that. They released another game that came out of it that I can't remember what it's called. But they had a game that had come out of that that people had kind of built on a little bit more that I think they're going to release now called Hack and Slash. And basically the, the concept of this game was fucking brilliant. So what it is is that it's a, like a top-down sort of Zelda-ish sort of game, but you don't have a sword or a weapon. You have a, basically it's like a USB stick. And what you can do is in certain <laughs> elements of the game, they have a little USB port and you can plug in, and all you can do is adjust to the variables of that element in the world. So let's say there's a wall. Well, you can adjust the variables of the wall. The thing is, you're literally... So you get a prompt that pops up? Yeah, but it's like, like, you know, it's kind of game. It looks like part of the world. But it is literally the variables that the programmers built of this block in order to test it, in order to use it. And so you can make the block visible or invisible. You can move it. You can make it move on its own. You can do all these things. Do you have to be able to code? No. Or does it teach it's you all how to just, code? It's all just menus, and it's based in the world of the game. So at one point, you can actually go in and like set, go into debug mode, which will show the bounding boxes of things, and the, um, it'll show the collision of things. But they do it where it's like that's a feature of you do this thing. Cool. And so but what's crazy about it is that it's like all it is is a mask over the real tools that are being used to actually build the game. And so, for example, they showed an enemy. And they're like, yeah, we have this enemy, and you can't really beat the enemy. But what you can do is hack into the enemy and slow down its movement. And actually, you can slow it down to a negative number, and it'll move backwards. Mm. And they're like, we built that because we made an enemy, and you naturally put a variable in the enemy of speed. And, like, we didn't plan on having you hack that. We just, that was a variable you make when you make an enemy. And then we realized, oh, wait. And then you can hack people it. can do that yeah. and so it's like this whole game that's about hacking the game and it's like really well done and I think they announced it for PC now finally but like seeing stuff like that was just super cool. cool of yeah. just seeing these people who were like and they, that was more the mainstream there was like literally a guy who had this weird sort of point and click puzzle game where every element was hand drawn and it was about like taking layers of an image and putting them over another image to create a, a world like you would take a door from one image and then you'd move the door into a different image, and now you can unlock a door into, like, a cave. Like, it was, like, stupid cool. And that, that was the one that the dude was like, I don't 
I don't really know if this is going to work. And he's like, I've spent three years. I've hand-drawn everything. It just was important to me to have everything be hand-drawn. And he's like, so I don't know if I'm ever going to release this. But it was like so crazy to see somebody <laughs> put all this time and effort into something that was so cool and so weird and new. But it sounds like he was also broken. like kind of kind of over it though too. He's like, "Fuck it, three years." Well, he was kind of just that personality where he's like, oh, "I guess there's no audio." All right, well, there's a really cool score, but it's all right. You won't. It's fine. Like he's just you know. And so it was like that was super interesting to to see. And so there was a lot of stuff like that that was really um, kind of... So would you go back? Yeah, I'd definitely go back. I think it was totally worth it. I don't know if I'd stay all three days. I think I'd go for two days next time. Um, I definitely wouldn't do it. At one point, day. it's going to be one day. And yeah. then the next day, no, I'm, it's going to be like, I can do it all in two hours. I mean, that's me with E3 now. Is every how, yeah, time I would go to E3, I'd be like, I'm going three days. I'm super pumped. And it was like... I would go two days. I remember one time Randy was sick or something. I was like, I'll just stay home with you. She's like, but it's E3. And I was like, I've seen everything I need. And then I think last year I went for one day and like cut out at like four. was like, yeah, I saw what I needed to see. You know? I go so. at lunch on the last day until basically. So I go around like noon and then I'm done like at four. And yeah. I just walk over to LA Live and just have some drinks. And it sucks. Like That's I'm, it. I think it's because I'm jaded. I'm sure if I went five years not going, I'd want to go back a bunch. But, That's why I like going. Know. That's why it was fun to go with Jason again because Jason, Jason, Jason just had an outside kind of box perspective on yeah. E3 and like was overly overamped because I had gotten definitely how Josh had gotten, and then going with him kind of was just like being like if you brought your son, yeah. And right? and it's like exciting. No, it's to- that's Disneyland get, for me. He would get amped, and I'm yeah. like, "This is fun again." Now, we would take like a long lunch, you know, go to Hooters and get and, and and I drink or whatever. But like being with him was kind of that like kind of excitement for me no, I get again. That. Um, I messaged him about that today. I'm like, "Fuck, I got to go back going with Josh for half a day." <laughs> Damn right. I'm like, uh, "Well, it's like you know, and we never play we, anything we, anymore." That's the shitty part. We've <laughs> talked about this before on the show, where you know, to me. Like I said, when I first went to E3, like, the internet was still new. Like, game studios, like, you know, demos, like, weren't out. You can only get them in magazines. And so it was, like, it was a fun experience. It was something to try, and you found out information there. Like, you know, during the E3 now and a lot of those conferences and stuff, all the information is online of everything you're going to see, like, even before you get there. Yeah. And so, like, when you walk up, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that already. I, I read the article on it that somebody wrote while I was standing in line in the bathroom. Yep, there it is. And for the okay, big console shit. games, it's not – there's been a few games that I've enjoyed playing at E3, whereas, like, yeah. a lot of them, it's like, no, nah, I'm fine watching a video. I'll get what I, I need out of that watching a video whereas like there there have been exceptions and i will say nintendo's always been good about this where they have the things generally that i'm like i really want to see that like the 3ds like there was no way for me to see a video that let me know sure. what the 3ds looked like the wii um the wii u as well even I the mean, wii u I, yeah like i wanted to hold it and play with it and see what it was all about i think their booth is so big and there's so many titles spread mm-hmm. out when we always go over there that they they're uh, in general and maybe it's just the hype but clearly over the years has died down a bit on, on nintendo yeah. to some extent but it always seems playable. There's nothing yeah. that we ever walk over there and go, well, fuck, we got to wait in a long line to play. There like, was a just huge walk. line for the 3DS, and that was... Yeah. But they're also very... Like, their games are, like, perfect for that, because they're games that are usually, like, local multiplayer. Yeah, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh, I want to go play Mario yeah. with my friends. I want to go play Mario Kart against somebody. Whereas you walk in to play, like, some FPS at Microsoft's booth, and it's like, I'd rather play that at home. Especially, like, when Fable came out. I remember people waiting in line. Oh, I played some of Fable 3. And I was like... 
I don't want to play that in a crowded, noisy convention. Sure, like, sure. I'm super excited. I'm going to pick that game up day one, and I'm going to play the shit out of it at home. But I don't want to play it in second, though, man. Put some hurt on split second. Oh, that, that was year, great. the split great second was it was. Yeah, uh, was really, I, I would have never even. We could have stayed. We could have stayed over there yeah, for a while. It was for E3. I remember we were. I was demoing that at at E3 and at PAX, and I remember people walking up going, "Who made this?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Disney." And they'd be like, oh my, "We're still in the Disney booth." Yeah, that's oh. it. that's how we yeah. felt. We I didn't even think we realized we were still yeah. there because it seems just so. That's but both of us game. were like, "That oh, yeah. game is I played awesome. the shit that out of that thing. Awesome. Yeah, those guys make good games. Like they." So that studio doesn't exist anymore. Um, but as uh, as of recent, no, or, as of a while, oh, yeah, a while, couple yeah. years. But they, um, some of the guys left and are um, part of. They helped work on what's the big? It's the big iPhone racing game that's like making a bajillion dollars. That's uh, it's I don't know. fuck. It's a. Uh, you're the. You're, <laughs> I'm you're sorry. the phone guy. What's going on? I, what's going I on, pulled Kearney? up here and he's like, "Who are you here to see?" And I was like. I'm here to see, and like my mind went dead. I couldn't say your name. Jeffrey I couldn't say the Katz podcast. <laughs> I just was like, I, I was like, I do. And he's like, Are you like here to meet somebody? Is this for a company? I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I have nothing's going in my head right now. I was like, No. And then I was like, I do this podcast, and then with Jack Eckler. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, anyways, these guys are be over exactly. this person. I was just like, this but they do a, a big game. Hold on. Now I'm going to find it. It's in time. CSR Racing. Okay. No so the, those guys no work idea. on that. There's a lot of good a good talent that's still around from that studio. Is I haven't played there for a little bit, but it was like, you know, you have to pay for to keep your car yeah. updated. You know, uh, you pay right. for that stuff. And I was just like, oh, all right, this is cool. And at the time, I think when it first came out, obviously my phone just was not capable of running things very well. Yeah. It's a cool game. It's interesting. It's all about shifting. That's the only thing you do is you shift, and you need to shift when you're in, like, right about to get into the red. Yeah. Because it's about, you know, like, how funny cars drive, where the whole skill in those is, like, knowing when to shift. Sure. Because sure. sure. th- that's the difference between winning or losing. So, yeah, let's, uh, this is a quick show. Yeah. You still got some time, Josh? You got I have go? seven minutes. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk, <laughs> let's, let, let's talk. Lightning uh, round. <laughs> Let's talk Oculus. Every, yeah. Everybody else has been talking about it, and we're just because we've been off the last couple of weeks, we haven't got a chance to talk about it. But uh, so Facebook clearly bought yeah. Oculus for a shitload of money. Um, it got a lot of negative press, yeah. a lot. And I've actually, and I started in that camp. Yeah. And I've actually, I've actually kind of gone the other way. Mm-hmm. This well, is have me you personally. learned more new information, or are no, you just no, literally you know what? Not about, a, a little oh, bit of both. Could be cool. A little, a little bit of both. I, I, I heard some somebody else who actually. Their opinions sway me. Believe it or not, is is, is pig headed as I am about things, and like <laughs> I just hate other people's opinions. I love mine. I heard that I was kind of like, well, fuck. It's this whole thought process similar to Google, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of Google bought Nest, it was kind of the same. Like, why the fuck would Google buy it? It wasn't people got pissed. They were just more the the yeah. The, this the one fu- people were angry. Well, people angry got upset because it's like yeah. that was a Kickstarter pro like you know thing where people funded this so that they would get this product and do something, and all of a sudden. They didn't even get it, and now they're bought for one two billion dollars. Sure, sure. You know, there's this whole thing of I, I think that that everybody thought, okay, so Google bought them, but they're going to leave them alone. And I think now that I've thought more about it, is a sense of there's no practical use for fa- that I could see on yeah. surface for Facebook to have bought them, other than to do technically the same thing. So on surface, on that point, yeah, they just got the biggest infusion of money. That I think VR as a as a brand or as a uh, as a technology has ever got by anybody, probably outside of the military, 
And uh, from a personal financier who honestly is probably one of the biggest nerds in yeah. Silicon Valley. So if, if you take those two things together, I can only hope on that front that it's going to turn into something awesome. Meaning he's just a big fucking nerd with a shitload of money who said, that's a really cool fucking technology. You know what, dude? Let's buy some tech. I want to buy that. And sort of step back and be like, you know, what do you guys need? Hey, you, you, want, some, you, want, some, uh, you want some marketing promos? Shit, we'll take care of that all for you. And sort of let it go. That's my hope. And that's yeah. how I've kind of looked at it now. Instead of going on the camp of, you're going to have Facebook tagged on the side of your Oculus. You're going to pull it up. You're going to have all the social media things that are coming up in screen. Don't get me wrong. At some point, that's just part of VR. I think we'll turn into that. Like, you'll play, like, Second Life or what is it called? Second Life? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Where you'll have that kind of shit. But I, I don't think up front that's personally why they bought it. So, I'm like, I'm trying to see the yeah, good. I just I mean, don't get why everyone hates Facebook. And this is, like, legitimately not like I'm trying to defend them. But I don't – the only thing I can think is it seems like they're – they're like very marketing driven like that's how Correct. they're going to find revenue is by marketing and very specific targeted marketing based on your profile but other and and that's a big one but other than that i was just like they're like it's not like they've done something super evil yet and everybody uses it you know what i mean so it's like do we just hate them because they're a big company? Which, again, this isn't me like making an opinion because I I can understand that too. But I mean, Apple's a huge company. Like, and if Apple bought Oculus, I feel like it wouldn't have been as big of a deal or as negative of a thing from people. I think is there a well, hardware like tech with Pixar? I mean, yeah. Steve Jobs did the thing with Pixar like so long ago. I think that was so long ago, though. Yeah. Like, the way social media is isn't what it is now, so True. it didn't spread. True. I think people don't see Facebook, Facebook as a video game company. Yeah, and maybe Facebook isn't as known for creativity or things like right. that, but there's also a part of me that's like, everybody who's bitching about it was bitching about it on Facebook. Like, everybody uses Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is this, like, super ubiquitous <laughs> thing where it was just like, there was part of me that went, well, if they do Facebook shit with it, okay. like, I use Facebook, so... Maybe there is some use for it that I'll use. You what, know what I mean? What blew me away, mm. this was the biggest thing, and literally as soon as I read the announcement, my mind went right into, why the fuck did Microsoft sleep on this? Yeah. yeah. Anything they should have bought. Yeah. Anything. PlayStation clearly, and I, you know that Microsoft knew, were building yeah. a VR rig. Everybody. I knew. So Everybody no knew way they were building this, this VR rig. Microsoft, I, th- I thought they why were. Why would they, they not are. fucking buy yeah. it? It's not like they, do they not have the capital? I think I, they, they might be building their own thing. Yeah, I think they are they doing might, their own thing. Oh, dude, but they had such a great opportunity. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. They would have caught shit. I, they, yeah. Not as big, but everybody who hates on Microsoft would have been like, fuck, Oculus is going to go to shit because they bought them. But Microsoft does hardware, and they do yeah. software. And I, it just, that, to me, I think Microsoft dropped the ball unless they have some tech they feel is going to be just I mean, totally they also better. spent a boatload of money on Connect, and I feel like, in a way, those two compete a little bit if they're trying... You know what I mean? Of like, But they work together. I mean, yeah, the tra- yeah, sure. I mean, you need to do the tracking, and I think that, yeah. that was an opportunity that potentially was wasted. And, and I don't know... Like you guys said, I mean, it easily could be in the next year we see I think they come they, out with their own VR. I think they were. From what I heard, I think that they are, but that's way more hush-hush... And then they saw, you know, uh, Sony's VR one, and how much that buzz was getting. And then so they, which actually, I, from a from a play of that, on a side note, like I, it, 
seemed not horrible as did I thought you, it was going to be. I watched you, the guy from Engadget. Okay, you watched, he, he explained it while he was in it. And I was And he was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like Oculus. I don't know. Yeah. A, I didn't get a chance. It was selling out. It was at GDC. And it was like you got tickets. Like it wasn't uh-huh. selling. You didn't pay for them. But like I couldn't get a ticket to check it out. So I didn't get to see it. I heard really good things. I heard that there's a whole audio component that's really cool. That it's like surround sound audio headphones. It looks really slick. And I tried Oculus finally at GDC for the first time. And was kind of unimpressed. I got a little bit sick. It wasn't Crystal Cove. It was the what OG. They demo? It's a game that's being made in Unity. Um, that's kind of just a kind of a point and clicky adventure sort of game where you walk around this like crazy cave and you like all all I had to do was like it was kind of like mist. I like walked in and I found a puzzle to like get a key and then I opened a door and I was actually at a booth of a place that was showing two motion controllers. And so I put on the Oculus, and I use these motion controllers, and I was like, I'd reach out my hand. One's like a hand, and one's something else. And it was cool. Like, that whole thing was neat, but I was, like, sweating because I was getting sick. And I was sitting in front of the guy who had, like, built this game, so I didn't want to be like, hey, dude, I can't play your stupid game. And But I was expecting so much from it. And again, I've heard that the Crystal Cove is like amazing and that it's HD and that it doesn't have a lot of motion blur. But this thing like was legitimately, I was like, I couldn't play this for five minutes. Like I was sick. I I, I got sick eventually, but only because, because we, we had, we had one here, we've had one here at work for a while and I, me and Josh have both got the, you've had it on, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, but the person tried to make me sick. Okay. Like I can, I can see. I I went very slow, and then it went from yeah, one, yeah. one thing to another. But then he's like, he's like, yeah, you're doing good. Check this out. And it was just purposely, and instantly, as soon as they yeah. wanted to make me sick, they could. It's like, uh, but I also didn't get to try the HD one, which I yeah. heard so much about, and then the OLED one, which I heard is like, it, unreal. It, it is unreal. Yeah. It's like it's on so. its own 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 new thing. But uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I like I said, I I'm just I'm happy that VR in general is getting a shitload of money. Yeah, I, and I hope it keep. I hope I hope they just sort of let them do their own thing and presses it. I hope people who kickstarted to get a fucking dev kit. Yeah, yeah. I, and I wouldn't mind that stuff too. If you're just sitting there laying in bed. You put the thing oh, on the cave, watch a movie. Oh, the, oh, is that what you're calling it now? Or are you <laughs> laying in bed watching a movie, huh? With your old, with the, with the old POV, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that I that that's that's the future of that shit, dude. We can just you sit back yeah, and pop it on a little just, little Utah. That's, that's like a you know a 200 inch screen right there in front of your face, just like of reality, not too shabby. <laughs> Well, that's what they say is that, uh, you know, porn sets oh my God, the dude. technology. First Blu-ray, oh my God, dude. first 3D. Well, first, that test they did know. with the two couples, with the actors we've talked oh, about yeah. in the past. Where they, like, they, the guy oh, looked down and he was a drug. woman and stuff, and they did the same actions and they mimicked yeah. that. That, to me, dude, is just mind-boggling on its own level. Oh, hell yeah. But, um, well, I don't I, know, dude. Do you want to? We call it, we can call it short today. It's a short. Yeah. It's it's a short show. Josh, little, Josh, Josh is take yeah. off. We missed you guys. I, I wanted to. We have to leave. We were going to cancel, but I, I honestly, we haven't done a show in a while, and I, and I miss doing the show. And I, I like this though. This is like a little little short thing. You got your commute to work. Exactly. Now, one and done. Jason Carter wanted to throw a shout out to all you guys. He's uh, up in Seattle. He's doing great in the new job. Yeah. He misses the show tremendously. Uh, he's been giving me feedback and critiques on our, our perfect. Uh, well, our hopefully older this shows. also this this episode hopefully sounds a little bit better too. Yeah, we've it's been a big test. We, yeah, we're uh, we went we're through a little bit of a, stuff out. a down down spiral. A little, a little bit ish. A little something something some something. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. So this is uh, yeah. We'll be we back. Should, we'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, okay. let's do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like a question. I like you guys. I like, yeah. I might come back. Alan, with that, I'm Jack Eckler.
I'm Sean Kearney. I'm Josh Spark. This is episode of the Dose 92. Okay. See you. Bye, guys. <laughs>